Love Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. It's out in the night out. You're tuned in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. What is up, Russia Talk Podcast family? How the heck is everybody doing? I know that I am doing absolutely amazing. It has been an amazing week. We are at episode 301, ladies and gentlemen, 301. It's going to be an absolutely amazing show tonight. Let me tell you something. We've got so much in store for you all tonight. We got the high spot segment, which is back again. We got the shoot and shout segment. We got the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. We got the fantasy wrestling segment. And if that's not enough, we've got Chris Brady and Nightmare coming on. Two amazing guests. We cannot wait to talk to them. I've got my Goose Island IPA nice and cold in my Wrestle Talk podcast mug. So, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to do right now is take whatever you're drinking, whether it's water, soda, tea, Kool-Aid, vodka, whatever it is, and take one drink for the Wrestle Talk podcast. In five, four, three, two, one, take a drink. Some good stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, you know what time it is. You know who we're bringing on. The man, the myth, the legend, Anton Timmy. If you could please hit that music.
is our commitment to you. So, knowing that you have that commitment, it's really simple to engage. All you got to do is dial the number, friends, 657-383-1521. We've got a very special guest that's going to be joining us here in about six or seven minutes. It's actually our newest sponsor. And we're going to be talking to him about why he decided to come on board with WrestleTalk and what he's got going on over at I-70 Sports Media. Jeremy Carp will be with us in just a matter of moments. But, guys, let me just take a quick flashback to last week. Huge thanks to all of our wonderful guests, Midwest wrestling legends Tim Miller and Derek Stone were in the house, and they both did a tremendous job. I apologize for some of the technical difficulties that we had. But, guys, episode 300 was incredible nonetheless. We had Vinsanity in the house. We had Money Mayo in the house. We had Hollis Giroux in the studio and so many other people that, honestly, it would take me the whole two hours just to tell you everybody I was a part of last week's show. But what I will say this is for those of you who have contributed in any way to our success over the last 300 episodes, gracias. We love you and we thank you. It is truly appreciated. Is it not nightmare? Is it not truly appreciated? Oh, okay, well, I don't know. Does Josie not appreciate you guys? Don't leave me hanging, Josie! Of course I appreciate you guys. What are you talking about? Man, Anto Timmy is sitting here buzzing in my ear about all these these callers, so I apologize. I oh, did okay. not hear, hear that. But, yes, of course. I'm totally grateful for everything. Absolutely. Okay, well, well, thank you, Jonesy, and intern Timmy. You know what you got to do, bro. If you're gonna pull Timmy, I mean, if you're gonna pull Jonesy away from me, you gotta let me know, bro. You gotta let me know. Let me know, please. Let me know so that I'm not throwing tonight near Jonesy. Who isn't paying attention? But anyway, we'll address intern Timmy after the show. As far as tonight goes, we want to finish thanking not only Derek Stone and Tim Miller, but our friends over at Ring of Honor. Matt, you hooked us up. I'm not going to give your last name because then people start blowing you up. Oh, no, Mark, I'm sorry. Matt's from another company. Mark hooked us up with PCO. And my goodness, for a guy who's been so successful in his career, Jonesy, for him to be mm-hmm. as forthcoming and as open with us as he was, absolutely shocked me. And I shouldn't be shocked because I know he's got a great reputation in the business. Man, but to get as much out of PCO as we did, we didn't do 20 minutes. We didn't do 25 or 30. No, we went almost 40 minutes with PCO, man. The show was already extraordinary, but what he contributed, dude, made it absolutely special. Joe, am I right? Oh, absolutely. He did. Like it, it, It's amazing to see somebody that has accomplished so much in his professional wrestling career to still be that humble. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, no question. Well, listen, let me finish my shout-outs. I also have to give a big shout-out to the, all the members of the FWWC for an incredible FWWC In Your House pay-per-view. We're going to be talking to them uh, sometime in the second hour of the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. You always wanted to be a wrestler, but you can't for whatever reason. FWWC is a great alternative. We do everything except actually physically have the matches. We compete under a different set of rules. 
But if you love cutting promos and you think you know about wrestling, the FWWC is the place to be. Last but not least, of course, Rat Bums Engraving. That's right, Rat Bums Engraving, putting together our exclusive first edition WrestleTalk podcast mugs. That's $20 with your name engraved plus shipping for a piece of wrestling memorabilia that will never soil, it'll never bleach, and it'll never shrink. All you got to do is stop from dropping it. And if you can avoid dropping it, this mug, Jonesy, which is proven to make your beer taste 17.5% better, can yep. be yours as you help support your boys over here at the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Man, so big shout out to all of our sponsors and a special thanks to our supporters, Adam Frex, Royal Mills Transportation, um, uh, King Kate at the Oak Park Mall, and, of course, the Conspiracy Farm with Jay Hollywood and UFC Hall of Famer Pat Milicic, man. That pretty much takes all the business and puts it in a nice little bow and wraps it up. Josie, let's go ahead and get into the show as we do what we always do about this time when we ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps, place their hands over their hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. And that's America, damn it. Oh, 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 Brings a tear to my eyes every single time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get into the high spot segment. Intern Timmy, hit that music. talk about. One thing I wanted to talk about is this Twitter feud that is going on between Tommaso Ciampa and Randy Orton. So after NXT TakeOver, Randy Orton tweeted, and if I'm not mistaken, this is what he said. He said that, let's see, where is it? Where is it? I know that, 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 that is here. Well, Josie, he tweeted Josie, about the, the, the yeah well, he, listen, he tweeted about all right hold on hold on find the tweet while you find that tweet I'm gonna actually have Jeremy Carp of Interstate 70 Sports Media join us for a couple of moments during the high spot segment we'll get his opinion on the tweets and a couple other things and then we'll also talk about that relationship this new budding relationship. As the newest sponsor of the Wrestle Talk podcast, Jonesy, are you okay with Jeremy Carp joining us? Yeah, go ahead. 
Totally. Awesome. Let's let's be Jeremy, going. are you with us, brother? Can you hear me? Absolutely. How are you guys doing? Woo! Good. Let me tell you, I'm going to say that national anthem, that gets me in the fields every week I hear it. Woo, man. Every time. Like Josie said, brings a tear to my eye every single time. Well, check this out, Jeremy. We're going to get to all the sponsorship stuff on the tail end of your call. Let's go ahead and let Josie lay out this tweet and all of our high spots topics for tonight. And before Josie does that, let me encourage everybody to participate in today's show. Share the broadcast. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the heart. That encourages us. This is a long show, and we need that tackling view. We need that wrestling view. So do those things for us. And if you really think you're a Billy Badass and you want to arrive, race, hell, and leave, dial that number, 657-383-1521, and call us if you ain't scared. So I got to say, Jonesy, drop it on us, baby. Yeah, so uh, Randy Orton, after NXT, he made the uh, tweet. It says, her WWE NXT takeover in your house was great. Slapping my leg for you guys. Sincerely, leg slap. Which is basically going off because of them using them slapping their, their legs when they were doing kicks. So Ciampa responded by saying that he lost to Karrion Cross in a quick one-sided match at takeover. And he said that... His daughter has been having trouble sleeping, so luckily he found a remedy. And that remedy is Randy Orton matches. It's better than NyQuil. So then Randy Orton responds and says that, well, it looks like I hurt the feelings of the self-appointed locker room leader of a wrestling school. Let me know what time leg slap classes start so I can take my game to the next level. Holy crap. Wow! That is brutal. I believe, Jeremy and Joe, I believe we actually have a drop that, like, absolutely fits that perfectly. Enter, Timmy, if you could do me a favor and hit the gunshots, because, damn, talk about some heat. War zone out there. Right? Well, we got some other topics we're going to cover, but Jeremy, I 70 Sports Media, baby, you're live. Bring the heat. What are your thoughts on that, man? Let's keep it 100. You know, to me, it's one of two things. Either number one, Randy Orton is taking some legitimate shots at Champa and NXT as a whole. For their style, I mean, we all know the NXT style, and a lot of people praise it a lot more than, you know, the main roster of Raw and SmackDown and how their styles are of wrestling. My second idea of what it could be is just him being a damn good heel like he always has been. You know, it could go one or the other. But honestly, considering how Tommaso Ciampa shot back, I think this is some legitimate thing going on because... Like I said, I love the NXT product. I think they put on high-quality matches, and yeah, say what you want about slapping the legs, but you know what? To me, they tell great stories, and that's what I'm invested in, and that's what the audience is invested in, and that's all that matters in the grand scheme of things. 
Wow, you know what? There I think that's go. a fair take, Jonesy. I know you brought the story to the table, bro. I've got to know what you think about that, man. Yeah, I, I think that this is just Randy Orton being Randy Orton. Randy Orton loves to be the heel, and I think this is his way of being a heel. Um, so, you know, I, I think that a Tommaso Trump and Randy Orton match would be absolutely awesome. Um, hopefully that's what they are building up to. Um, so we just have to wait and uh, see. We will have to wait and see. And what I can tell you is this is the kind of heat that the <laughs> Smarks like, okay? We all talk absolutely. about casual wrestling. We, we we all talk about the casual wrestling fans and how WWE is always catering to the casual wrestling fans and that for us that we watch wrestling every single week, guys, that what they're doing is just boring and it's, it, it's, it's repetitious. This sort of stuff gets us nerds hyped. Whether it's a shoot or a work, I have to just say this, I absolutely love it. And I see both guys' point. Yes, the leg slap fest is reminiscent of Ring of Honor. Why? Because yeah. you got nothing but Ring of Honor guys in NXT. What do you think <laughs> you're going to get? Okay? What do you freaking expect? Now, that style is very different from what we're used to with WWE, which is why it is an alternative brand. It's perfect for those who are tired of the monotony of the two main shows. NXT is perfect. I think they're both right. And I think it's absolutely fantastic. I hope they continue it, and I really hope that it leads to a match. So I absolutely agree with both of you. Yeah, I agree, right. yeah. So <laughs> moving on, here is another story, and, and I think you're both going to oh, get a out. kick out of hey, it. Can I have you guys, uh, can I guys, can I have you guys uh, speak up a little bit, please? And I just got a message from a listener. Uh, they're having a little trouble hearing you guys, so if you guys should just speak up a little bit, I would really appreciate it. Yeah, sounds so good. Here, here is another story. So you all know that a couple of weeks ago they had a, a segment on SmackDown with uh, Otis and Mandy Rose at a pool. Well, what you don't know is that that pool is actually Zack Ryder's pool. And the funny story about that is that Zack Ryder had gotten fired from the WWE and the WWE called his girlfriend, Chelsea Green, to ask if they could use his pool. They didn't call him. They called her. So they fired him, and then they want to use his pool for a skit, which ultimately, obviously, he allowed it to happen. And and it, it, it was a pretty awesome skit. But I just think that that's kind of funny how they fired him, and then they wanted to use his pool, but they didn't call him and ask him, they called his girlfriend. <laughs> wow. Jeremy, I know you're going to have some thoughts on this one, bro. What do you think? Is that nonsense, or do you think it's cool? I mean, I I think that's nuts, like, that you fire the guy, and yet you don't have – it doesn't matter whether it's Vince or if it's a WWE official, you know, another one. Like, to fire someone, you know, just on the spot, and then not have the gall to ask him personally to use his own pool. You had to go to Chelsea Green about it, you know. Like, if it's your, you know, just go directly to him. Don't try to sneak your way around all of this. 
And honestly, if they did that route, we might not even have this topic going on right now. But it's for the method they went about using the pool for the Otis and Mandy segment, which, I mean, I thought that was a cool segment. I absolutely love this whole thing with Otis and Mandy Rose. I'm just going to throw it right out there. That That is – it cracks me up. I think it's great, you know, that. so I enjoy that. But the fact that they did not go directly to Zack Ryder about using his pool just it's, – it stuns me. It's shocking. And honestly, I mean, come on. That's kind of low. You guys – you, you got to man up sometime, you know? I want to know what yeah. you guys think on the matter. Well, listen, I've got my thoughts, and we're going to share that in just a moment. But let me just remind everybody, if you get a moment, go over to Interstate 70 Sports Media on uh, on any social media platform, but specifically on Facebook. That's Jeremy Karp's website where he's covering everything from KC to St. Louis and everything in between. Make sure you guys give him a like. He's got a great, he's got a great uh, amount of content already up on the website. And if you, you love pro wrestling just like we do, that's great. But I know most of you guys, there's a lot of bleed over, right? Like wrestling fans love football, football fans love wrestling, and so on and so forth. So make sure you guys take a moment and give Interstate 70 Sports Media a follow social. Now, I'm, I think, and, and before I give my thoughts, I think there is a WWE Hall of Famer who can sum up not only the actions of Zack Ryder, I'm saying not only the actions of WWE, but also of Zack Ryder pertaining to this situation. Let's go ahead and hear from Iron Sheik. Fucking bullshit! (laughs) (laughs) Now, I see you guys looking at me like I'm crazy. Night out. That's night out. That's night with a K. Get it right. Okay? Night out, night out. What are you talking about? Zack Ryder... Uh, uh, is a victim here. How could you say that what he did was effing BS? Let me tell you why. Because he went on social media and fussed, and shout out to California, you got people from Cali in the house, thank you so much for being here. We got people from Florida in the house, thank you for being here, we love you. How are you going to bitch on social media, Jeremy and Joe, and then still let them do it? You went on and ranted on social about how disrespected. Oh, they weren't even man enough to call me, and they called my girlfriend instead. And blah, 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 blah. Okay, you know what? He let it happen. So clearly, the feelings don't go as deep as he wants you to think. And then he tells the story that Miz and Morrison were wanting to come over because he lives right outside of Orlando. And they said, hey, we're going to invite Otis. He thought it was all the work because of the request. It ended up not being the work. Otis comes over, he falls in love with Otis, and because he falls in love with Otis, he lets it happen. Point being, he lets it happen. So if you let it happen, my friend, you have no grounds to go on social media and bitch. And if, you know, hey, well, shout out to uh, my man Danny, uh, checking in from Massachusetts. Thank you for being here as well. If you're going to make a hissy fit about it on social, don't do it after you let them come in. Because you look, you look like a punk in, from my perception. You didn't want them there. You felt offended, but you still let them in? Are you pandering for a job, or are you just a B-I-T-C-H? I don't know. I don't know Zach Ryder. I'm not his personal friend. But his actions are just as suspect to me as WWE is low, down, and dirty. Those are just my thoughts. If you're not offended, don't let them in your house, bro. 
to any other topics, let's go ahead and do it. Jeremy, you decided to take the leap of faith and join the WrestleTalk podcast as a sponsor. You've been a supporter for a long time. We've had you on as a guest. We have a great relationship. But you said, no, I want WrestleTalk podcast to be part of what helps my brand grow. You approached me. We had discussions. We came to a very fair agreement. And here we are, moving forward together in the Midwest United instead of having friction, some podcasts and media outlets don't like each other. It's almost like they're always in competition with each other. But no, we are breaking barriers every single day. Oh, New Jersey's in the house. Shout out to Frankie as well. Thank you, brother. Hey, you from Jersey? I'm from Jersey. Anyway, Jeremy, the floor is yours, man. Tell us why, why, oh, why did you choose the Wrestle Talk podcast I think the better question is, why not? I mean, I chose you guys. Let me tell you, it's like you said. I've known you guys for years. You know, we've met at many wrestling shows. I've been on the podcast so many times. But you know what? You guys have not only increased viewership every show, you've gotten more attention across the nation, across the Midwest. It's all about growth, expansion, and loyalty. And we got all three of those things. You and I hadn't had a disagreement when we talked about uh, the Interstate 70 Sports Media team, you know, being a sponsor with the Wrestle Talk podcast. You were exactly right. We had a, you know, you presented me with a great deal, if anything else. And I said, I remember exactly what I said. I'm like, wait, that's the deal? I didn't think it was going to be that great in my favor. I thought, hot damn, it was going to be something a lot more steeper. But you came to a great deal. And I couldn't be more thankful. I know my team members couldn't be any more thankful to be a part of this. And it's it's wonderful. That's why, because, and plus, pro wrestling's in my blood. I mean, I've been a wrestling fan practically for over 15 years now. And it just, it's such a great part of my life. So hearing you and Josie talking about it every week, it's wonderful. So to be a part of this, it's really something special, and I look forward to every week after. Well, that that's great to hear. Josie, I'm going to have you jump in here, man, because you're the guy that was here with Russell Talk from the very, very first day. And yeah. now, and I know we talked we talked about this quite a bit for, for episode 300, but clearly, man, it wasn't just, like, luck that got us to this point. How does it make you feel to hear that somebody with a college education, with a very wonderful brand, a, a wonderful up-and-coming brand, is putting faith in you and me and the WrestleTalk family to help his brand grow, especially since they are here, at least for me, it's local, bro. So I'm just curious to know, how does that make you feel being the, the originator, the founder of the WrestleTalk podcast, man? Oh, it's 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 definitely a uh, honor, you know, to have some somebody that thinks so highly of the podcast that he had to be, you know, a, a sponsor of us. So, you know, that that is completely awesome, you know. And hats off to uh, you, Jeremy, for uh, taking that Thank that you. that leap and uh, you know being, you know, wanting to to run with this because you know it's it's obvious he's got a a a higher education because he could have chosen any podcast to try to sponsor, but he chose the best podcast. 
So, you know, there you go. I love it. I love, love that. It. Absolutely. That's excellent. Well, I'm going to follow that up, Jeremy, by asking you one last question because we are okay. going to bring on wrestling's greatest attraction, Chris Brady, here in just a couple of moments. So why don't All you go right. ahead? The floor is yours. Tell us exactly what I-70 Sports Media is and why they should support you. Well, let me tell you, I appreciate that. So, Interstate 70 Sports Media, I-70 Sports for short, I started it for scratch last September. It all started with a podcast of my own, which I still have. And to kind of make a long story short, I thought of expansion. I thought of doing something that I love, turning my passion, which is sports journalism. It's all the sports I love, the wrestling I love, putting it all together. I took an old college website I hadn't used in three years, and I revamped it with uh, help from a dear friend of mine who's my business partner. And we cover sports from Kansas City. We cover all the sports in St. Louis. We cover them in Columbia. We're going to start expanding to cover more colleges, and we cover World League Wrestling. We cover Dynamo Pro Wrestling and South Broadway Athletic Club. We're working on so much when it comes to what we can cover. Why you should support us? Well, I think it goes without saying. We are very wholesome. We're like a we are a team. We're not like a team. We are a team. We're a family. We care about each other and more importantly we care about the audience. We do our best to make sure that whoever follows, whether it's one person or right now we just hit the five hundred like mark and the two thousand follower mark on Facebook people mean the world to us any support and every support is special and i want to thank you guys for having not just for me having the faith in you guys but i want to thank you both for having the faith in me to let us be a sponsor on this podcast because it's like you said joe i mean why go with the rest when you're with the best there you go i love that mike drop Uh uh-huh by Jeremy Carp, ladies and gentlemen. If you love sports, including professional wrestling, do me a favor. Let, let's show the power of the WrestleTalk family here tonight. I want to challenge at least three people that are listening to the show uh, live right now, or if you're listening to the replay, go over to Interstate 70 Sports Media on Facebook and give those guys a like. I want Jeremy to know that he made a good investment by trusting us here at the WrestleTalk podcast. I want to show it, and I want to show it in numbers. So do that for us. Even if you got to jump off of here for a quick second, go ahead and give them the support and love that you guys always show to us. We would really, really appreciate it. All right, Jeremy, well, we're going to let you go, brother, so we can move on, man. Thank you so much, and I'm sure we'll be hearing from you on a very regular basis. You take it easy out there. Absolutely. Peace and love, you guys. Thank you so much. Peace. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we do have some we do have some breaking news. The most talked about angle in professional sports in recent weeks is the shocking pregnancy of Becky Lynch, who will welcome her child into the world when it busts free from a huge egg scheduled scheduled to hatch at Survivor Series. Pregnancy has always been a tricky phenomenon for the world wrestling entertainment with Barely resulting in the miracle of birth as humans typically know it. 
You've had Mae Young, who gave birth to a hand. Lita was pregnant once, but the baby was miscarried after Kane, who impregnated Lita against the rear, collided who, with a man that was not Sinsky's fault. So now you're going to have Becky Lynch, who is going to allow her child to be born outside of an egg, just like the gobbly gooker. And it was so absolutely fun 
to sit there and watch the commercials and listen to it. And I'll, I'll give NWA a little credit, too, because they do commercials like this all the time. It just makes me so happy that they really started to care about having fun again. Okay, it's not always about $9.99 and pitching this and pitching that. You can tell they really went out of their way to make sure that people had fun while they were watching the show, and I really, really enjoyed it. The other thing that I wanted to say was congratulations to the ladies that we're all familiar with, the Marty Bells, the Mia Yims, and now Shotzi Blackheart, all whom I've had the pleasure of seeing perform live and in person. And I know many of the people listening to the show have seen them as well, and a lot of also people that listen to the show have shared locker rooms with these, these ladies. So congratulations to them for doing what they're doing and continuing to pursue their dreams. It's very, very exciting to me, particularly in the opening match of NXT uh, In Your House, to see Shotzi Blackheart in the ring and against Mia Yim, I thought it was so freaking awesome, dude. I love it. I don't even, they might even been on the same team. It doesn't matter. The point is, support your local independent promotion. It doesn't matter how small it is, because one day you might see these same people on the big show. And let me tell you something. Their t-shirts ain't going to cost $15 like they do at the indie show. They're going to cost $30 plus shipping. So get your merch. Because <laughs> I'm telling you right now, a Shotzi Blackheart t-shirt right now has got to be worth at least $30. At the indie show, she always sold them for 15 if I remember correctly. So support your local independent promotion, period. That said, Jonesy, it is that time, my friend. It is time yes. to get into our first featured interview of the evening. If you haven't shared the broadcast already, you're slipping on your pippin' and you're smacking on your mackin'. Jonesy, do me a favor and introduce Wrestling's Greatest Attraction. Would you do that for oh, me? Oh, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be bringing on a guy, you know, they don't call him Wrestling's Greatest Attraction for anything. This guy, you know, he trained the Snake Pit, Pit, Pit Pro. You know, he's wrestling in Kansas City. He's wrestling for ECCW. He's wrestling for Combat Pro Wrestling. He's a Combat Pro Wrestling Cruiserweight Champion. You know, he's wrestling people like, you know, so many different people. Ladies and gentlemen, let me allow you to introduce to you the one and only wrestling greatest attraction, Chris Brady. Chris, how's it going? Man, it is good. It's a little rainy out here, but what's going on with you guys? Oh, man, you know, we are kicking it. We're cooler than than a cucumber. We're sharper than a pencil. And, yeah, we're we're shinier than a referee with a golden whistle. Let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah, I like that. I like to hear that. No, but but wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Jonesy, if you're going to steal yes. my line, if you're going to steal my line, <laughs> I'm not stealing your line. Right. I changed it a little bit. Okay, that's fine. Just, but, but listen, the, the actual line is Chris Brady, he keeps it more official than a referee with a golden whistle. But, but you know, good try. I give you three, three. 
Now, do these now do these super quicks involve involve leg slapping? Calm down, Randy Orton. You gotta relax, my friend. You oh, gotta my relax. Goodness. <laughs> Yo, what up to uh, Rep Cho in the house? Thank y'all for checking us out, man. We got a lot of people on the live stream. Can y'all hit the like button, the share button, the heart button? We're trying to hit thirty tonight, man. We really, really are. All right. So, so Chris, Joe is gonna take it away. But I want to yes. say this before Joe takes it away. One of your uh, uh, big fans and supporter of yours is actually checking us out live. We got Frankie Sting okay. checking us out. Oh, that's my yeah, that's my dad. That's my daddy. That's right. That's right. Love that. <laughs> and uh, yo, oh, we yes, had uh, yo Josie. We had homeboy on that made an appearance on AEW Dark. What was his name, bro? A couple of weeks ago, his mama called in. Um, Mr. Grimm. Mr. Grimm. That's right. Mr. Grimm made an appearance on the Wrestle Talk podcast. His mom called in and showed him love, right? And then the next week he was in AEW Dark. And then you know who else is listening right now to you, Chris? Billy Simmons, the man in charge over at XWE, showing you lots of love right now, bro. So if you feel like you're not missed here in the Midwest, you are absolutely mistaken, bro. We love you and we miss man. you here in the good old Midwest, bro. But I'm going to let Jonesy take it away. I just want to make sure that you knew that. Go ahead and no, come man, in I, and then I it'll miss, be Joe. I miss the Midwest tremendously, man. I miss it. I miss wrestling for XWE and I miss KCSW, man. I miss all the guys and girls out there. I'm hoping to get back out there once everything cools over. Wow, bro. And, and you know what? That's great to hear. And then the last one, Josie, I'm going to sweet sneak this one in on you. There's also a lovely chica who wants to say hello to her favorite wrestler in the whole wide world. And her name is <laughs> Felicia Brady for obvious reasons. So shout out to you oh, for checking us out there. <laughs> That's wifey right there. Wifey's in the house, boy. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, gang. Joe, you know what to do, baby. Do the damn thing. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. So, so as we did our, our, uh, 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 what, what I'm looking for, uh, research on you, um, we, we saw that you got your, you started your debut in Snake Pit Pro. Snake Pit. What was it like, uh, wrestling for Snake Pit Pro? Training or wrestling? Well, training, that, training, I man. mean, training. Training, training was intense. I mean, you got to think about the way they were brought up and the way Finn was trained and the way D'Lo was trained. And then you had Jake the Snake and posing as ever. I mean, super cool dude, uh, super awesome coaches. But their training was rigorous. Uh, there was times where I felt like throwing up. <laughs> there was times where I wanted to quit. Uh, but it was, yeah. it was very much worth it in the end. So I was very – Trained very old school. Okay, yeah, absolutely. You know, there there there's a lot of people that were uh, trained old 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 school, and and there's people that that feel that you know training has has definitely changed through throughout the the uh, years. You know, yes. there there are people that will tell you that when they started wrestling, that you know it was. A honor to to be trained as a wrestler. Not everybody was able to be trained as a wrestler, and now it seems like anybody can be trained as a wrestler. You know, so first, first. Do, do, have you seen a change in uh, training since you started uh, professional wrestling? 
on my end, no. I've only been in it for two years, so I mean, everything's pretty much okay. been the same. But I, I, I mean, I'm sure the coaches have seen things. I mean, Sin, uh, Sin has a pair of boots when he was trained, and he has a pair of boots that have blood all over them. And the way that he would tell us how he was trained, it was like, okay, yeah, that's like, okay, yeah, that's like, it's kind of like being in the, kind of like being in the military. You know, back in the old days, they could put their hands on you, and then nowadays, if they even tell you to shut up, they're they're bad people. Yeah, yeah. Things have changed. So, I mean, I'm sure from their their point of view has changed, but for mine, I've only been in two years, so nothing, nothing different on my end. Okay. Fair enough. Fair, fair, fair enough. So I've been on to your, your Facebook, and I absolutely love all of of the videos on your your Facebook. And one of them caught my eye, and I don't know who you were wrestling, but the caption of the video. <laughs> was no sound, just death. And it was you taking what looked to be like a amazing brain buster. Can you explain that match? Bad blood. BCW. <laughs> it was a uh, blue-collar wrestling out here in Portland. Um, okay. That was just the suplex from all hell. Uh, <laughs> that was a very fun match. <laughs> if I can remember it after that suplex. Uh, that was that was a great match, man. Anytime I get a chance to to work people who have been around, especially like the NWA or the AIWF, man, I I soak in as much knowledge as I can. So working with guys like Bad Blood, uh, Spencer, yeah. are just exciting. Working those type of guys really really brings the creativity out of me, and it allows me to learn a lot more in a match than I would just not being in the match. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. It definitely makes makes a, a, a sense. And another match that I wanted to talk about, and this was just one of the spots in the match. You wrestled a guy by the name of Just Extreme, and you took a avalanche Spanish fly off of the top rope. <laughs> now you don't see people take that move very very often. So I got to know how scary was it to take a avalanche Spanish fly off of the top rope. Yeah, man, I'm not just exciting, man. He, he caught me by surprise with that knee, but from from a personal experience, it, it, heights don't scare me to an extent. Uh, okay. I'm very comfortable with what I know, what I can do, and what I can't do, and uh, that is definitely something that's that's not too scary. It's just just a normal front yeah. foot bump. Well, okay, well, yeah, cause that, okay, so I'm a little bit scared of heights, so. You know, there's no way that I can do a, a, a backflip in, on on ground. So I don't see Nightmare Jones ever doing a backflip off of the top rope because I would probably land on my neck and end my professional wrestling career right then and there in front of, of you can't, millions. You can't get in your head. <laughs> that, so. That's the biggest misconception. Everybody... Everybody is so nervous to try new things, man. If you if you get in your head, you're obviously gonna fail. But when you're in front of that crowd, yeah. man, that adrenaline's rushing through you, and everybody's watching. If I go up on the top rope, goddamn it, the only way I'm coming down is something crazy. I'm not gonna climb up there and then climb back down. Second thought, going, oh man, what if I fall and break my neck in front of thousands of people? Nah, man, there's no question about it. If I go up, I'm coming down. <laughs> there you go. See that that that. I guess that that's the kind of mentality that you have to have. 
All right, so I'm not going to take sure. up all of the uh, the uh, time because I know that Renee has a bunch of questions. So, Renee, why don't you go ahead and ask whatever questions that you have? No, a- absolutely I will. And, and I want to say this before I start. There's a lot of people on the Facebook live feed. We've been up to as many as 27 during this For broadcast, sure. which is very impressive, even by our standards. There's a lot of people on here showing love. To Chris Brady, uh, Joseph Thorpe says, Chris Brady, miss you, brother. Can't wait to see you back in the Midwest. Matt Stockdale says, it was an honor to share a locker room with Chris Brady. Drew Chandler says, nobody misses you. Just kidding. Can't wait to have you back around. Again, I'm, I'm, <laughs> sounds like, I'm summarizing sounds like there. Drew would say. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like Drew. <laughs> and, uh, okay, it says, uh, tell Chris we don't miss him. LOL, just kidding. And, of course, you heard the shout-outs from Billy and some of the other people. What I want to do is um, is, is ask anybody who, who wants to share those thoughts to call in. We'll, we'll jump in because we've got a few people on hold already. But if you want to talk to Chris, we'll try to make some time for you because I have several questions. So you dial that number. It is 657-383-1521. Hey, it might even – could even be your wife or your dad or whoever. They just want to come on <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and give you some love, right? Because clearly be weird, man, you've I'm... not given up on your dream and you're continuing to For succeed, sure. even though obviously there's not been a lot of wrestling over the last couple of months. So if, if you guys want to put your money where your mouth is, dial that number to join the show. That's 657-383-1521. And while we wait for that to happen, Let's go ahead and get into some of the stuff that you've done, starting with growing up in Washington. Because, as you know, Chris, we're doing a 50 states uh, uh, kind of initiative here on the Rest of Talk podcast where we're, we're determined, bound and determined to talk to at least one representative from every single state. You happen For sure. to represent the great state of Washington. So let's start there. Talk to us about growing up in Washington and what it means to you to be able to represent your state. Growing up in Washington, so I grew up in Tacoma. I grew up about 45 minutes away from Seattle. And uh, growing up here was just like it would be growing up everywhere else. You know, I had my friends. I had my cliques hanging out. I was on the wrestling team. Uh, You know, just doing normal, stupid teenage stuff, getting in trouble, but not – too much trouble to where I was going to jail, but enough to where I came home and my mom would question me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but it's no different than, than growing up in any other state. I mean, you know, we I have a really close-knit family. So growing up, it was just me and my mom, my sister, and uh, it was just us three. And I'm, I'm very close with my mom. I know a lot of people are, but I'm super close with my mom. And uh, right. being able to represent the Pacific Northwest, in the wrestling scene is a huge deal to me. Uh, I always knew I wanted to come back, and I always knew I wanted to uh, wrestle here. But when I was growing up, there was no wrestling out here in the Pacific Northwest. I think Buddy Wayne had a wrestling school. But right when I went to go to that, he had passed away, unfortunately. I, I believe he had passed away the same oh. year. Um, then I joined Stop. the military. Yeah, I joined the military, and then I got stationed here in Fort Lewis, like 15 minutes away from my house where I grew up. So I was super close to home. I got out of the military. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be a professional wrestler ever since I was little. So it was one of those things where if I look back, I don't want to look back on regret. And I don't want to look back saying, hey, 
what if I became a wrestler? Maybe I could have made it. Maybe I could have been good at it. So I gave it a try. All the commanders and first sergeants were telling me it was a joke. They all laughed in my face, you know, the normal routine. Uh, I got out of the military. I moved to my wife. I moved the kids out to Vegas, trained at the snake pit. Then my wife got pregnant again, and we fell behind on a few bills because my, my focus going to Vegas was strictly wrestling. I didn't care how I was going to do it. I was going to do it. And unfortunately, on my end, I didn't think about working. I didn't think about keeping a job. All I thought about was, oh, what am I going to do next? Oh, who am I going to train with next? Where am I going to go now? So that was what I was focused on. My wife got pregnant towards the end after I debuted, and I had to unfortunately move back to Seattle. Uh, I couldn't find a job at the time, and then I just I rejoined the Army. And, man, it brought me to Kansas and met some great people out there, had a blast. Every wrestling match that I did in Kansas, when I would come back to my unit, I would get written up. They were trying to take my pay. They were trying to give me Article 15s. I was getting suspended. I couldn't leave post. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously, as you guys know, I was still leaving post. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, so, man, it was <laughs> it was all worth it in the end. We moved back to Vegas. I fell on my face again. I don't know how that happened. I fell on my face again. I moved back home. We got our own place now. Everything's straight now. And now I'm wrestling for the Pacific Northwest which means the absolute world to me, man. It's so cool to be able to, to wrestle for promotions, especially when there was none when I left, to come back and have promotions like Without a Cause, Defy, DOA, uh, CPW, who I currently hold the Cruiserweight title for. You had 3-2-1 Battle. You had uh, so many new promotions that were up and coming or had been here for you know the last few years while I was gone. Man, it's so cool to come back and see see more promotions popping up in the Pacific Northwest when it was nothing years ago. And you, sir, are helping to resurrect it. Let me let me ask you a quick kind of personal question. How far are you from Vancouver? Vancouver. You talk about Canada or Washington? There's well, one in Washington see. that's about two and a half hours from me. Canada. Oh. What is it? Go Canada's ahead. like. So Canada's about an hour and a half from Seattle. So I'm about three hours from Canada, three hours from Vancouver. Okay. Well, here's what I'm going to say. I'm planning a trip to Vancouver in November. If you would like, and I know this is a bit of a drive, but if you would like, I would absolutely love to hang out with you and your wife. I'm bringing my wife with me to Vancouver. I've been to Vancouver once before. I fell in love with it. So, we'll talk about it off the air, man, but I would love for us to link up and hang out when I'm in Vancouver in November. How does that sound? Man, that sounds like a blast. I've been wanting to go to Canada. I know my wife's been wanting to go to Canada, too, so that'd be something fun. And three hours is not that far of a drive compared to half the drives I've done. <laughs> well, three hours ain't much of a drive if you're a wrestler who takes his craft seriously. I mean, three hours is, like, par for the course most of the time. And Joe can speak to this. Because he's out, the, he's out on the on the uh, on the Easter Panhandle, and Josie, you know, there's guys driving up and down the roads every single week, three, four hours in, in just one way, and then they drive all the way back, right, Joe? We've heard lots of stories like that. Yeah, that. Oh yeah, that happened uh, to me uh, in Colorado. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Kiko, Kiko, he he would talk about how he would get off on Saturday, he would go to a wrestling show, he would drive back, and then he would sleep in the parking lot of his job because he had to be at work in, like, two hours. So, yeah. Kikoa. <laughs> hey, hey, that's uh, Kikoa, yeah. right? Kikoa, yep. Yeah, I... Yeah, Kikoa, the... Uh, sorry, sorry, Chris. So, that's, that's, 
and I'm sure you've heard of it. That's what he was doing. So nothing strange in the life of a pro wrestler to drive a couple of hours to get somewhere. But, yeah, let, let's try to see if we can link that up. Let me, let me move on to my next question, if that's okay. For sure. So let's talk right. about your time here. Let's talk about your time here in the Midwest. I know you work for XWE. You work for MEW. You work for KCXW. How did you end up here in, in the Midwest? Uh, I mean, you, you obviously grew up in Washington. You spent some time in Vegas. What brought you to the Midwest? Man, so I'm sitting in a recruiting office. I'm getting ready to rejoin the Army. Uh, they send you to MEPS, and at MEPS is where they'll pick the location for you to go to. And my wife told me anywhere but Oklahoma. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so where? Does she really hate the Sooners or something? Is she like she, a, a she has a lot. She has a lot of family in Oklahoma, but she knows it's the middle of nowhere. <laughs> okay. So it's like, you know, being used to Tacoma, you know, Seattle's only 40 minutes away, but our town city, like it's like a legit, like, not downtown Kansas City, but think of like Kansas City, Kansas. Okay, fair enough. So the mall's like five minutes away from our house. There's constant business. Movie theater's ten minutes away. You know, all the stores. And she grew up in Oklahoma, and she just didn't want to go back. So I'm sitting in the recruiting office, and they're like, and, you know, you don't – me on my end, I made the mistake, and I should have known better. I told the recruiter in the office, anywhere but Oklahoma. And the lady on the phone heard me say that. <laughs> And when she heard me say that, she was like, how about Leavenworth? And I'm like, Leavenworth? What, what? All these bases in Leavenworth? Leavenworth? You talking about the prison? And they laughed on the phone at me. <laughs> they laughed at the phone on me, and I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> I have no choice now. I already signed the contract. So, you know, I was like, maybe I can go down there and I can wrestle. Let's see what there is out here. So my focus going down there was, you know, I had to get in the military. I had to get the house that we had on base, super nice. I had to get a car. I had to do certain things. And then I looked on I looked on Google, I was like, okay, wrestling promotions in Kansas. Casey accept you popped up. I was like, that's only forty five minutes that's only forty minutes away from me. That's not that bad. I can go here a couple days. Hey wait real quick. Um regardless of what you're about to say, I do want to say this. Shout out to KCXW, David Cat and Jordan Smiley and uh and Jason uh, don't want to butcher your last name, bro, but you know who you are. Uh, they have a streaming <laughs> service, and I'd rather be honest. I think it's Field, Jason Field. But I would, I, right. I want to say this to them because after many, many years of trying to get their streaming service up and running, they finally got it going. So it's kcwrestlenet.com, and if you go there now, you can find a match from 2017 from the Kansas City Comic Con between Shannon Reed and Hollis Thoreau, and that lovely, sultry voice that you're going to hear calling the match is yours truly, the Night Owl. So shout out to KCXW and all the guys over there. They've been grinding for a long time trying to make sure this streaming service becomes official, and it is $9.99 a month, my friends. You get one week free, and you can hear me calling a lot of the action on there. So make sure you go out and support your local independent promotion. If you're here in Kansas City, Make sure you give yes. KCXW a big shout-out because they're one of the best in the area. No question. But go ahead, Chris. I want to let you uh, jump back in and uh, and tell us about your time in the Midwest. Yeah, for sure. Shout-out to the kids. David was awesome to be around. Uh, but so they stationed me in Leavenworth. I got everything situated. I went on Google. The first school to pop up was KCXW. 
And, you know, there was a time where I was super cocky, and it wasn't like bad cocky. It was like, oh, if I can do it in Vegas, I can I can do it here. I don't need to learn anything, which is completely far from the truth. Um, and I went to KCXW. We started, I started training with them. They put me on a couple pre-shows. And I really wanted to wrestle. I wanted to prove to myself that even though I wasn't under that guidance anymore, even though I was still talking to Sin on, you know, Facebook Messenger and all that, I wanted to prove to myself that I can do it. And I I found MEW. And when I found Brandon, I started talking to him. He gave me an opportunity. And that one match that I had with uh, – now you're going to put me on the spot. I can't remember the name of my life. Kit Reaver. I wrestled Kit Reaver for the – the MEW title, and uh, when I came back through the curtain, uh, God damn, now Billy Simmons was sitting down, and he invited me out to XWE, which was the next night for a ladder match. They had like a, a six-man ladder match, and they, they ended up making it a seven-man to throw me in, and uh, that's that's how I got introduced to MEW and XWE. Wow. Well, Chris Brady. 
it was just me. There was nothing about me that that turned me up to that level to where somebody would notice. And we're sitting around. I'm coming up with all the kinds of different characters. We sit down and we're watching uh, that that uh, the movie where now I can't think of the movie's name. He's the circus guy and he has like the jacket and the hat and he's singing songs the whole movie. It just came out like three years ago. The Greatest Showman. Yeah, The Greatest Showman. And there was a line in the movie where he said something about attraction. And I was like, maybe we can turn this up and we can do a, a circus character. I could come out with the with the suit, the long jacket, the top hat, the cane. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I could, this early in my career, if I could if I could take that and run with it. But I know there's so many circus characters, in a sense, on the, on the indie scene. So we're sitting around. I'm like, okay, what about wrestling's greatest attraction? What if I'm just me but turned up a notch where I'm I'm cocky but I'm a face but I can do anything that you can do but I can do it better. So when you see me, you know that you're in for a great show. You know you're in for an amazing amazing match, and everything that I do is 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 an attraction. So my wife definitely helped come up with that name. Nice, much like Stone Cold and his. His former wife helped him come up with his nickname, so it only makes sense, right? <laughs> yes. Well, listen, Chris, I'm going to ask you a question that you're not going to get from any other podcast because every other podcast is extremely politically correct, and I don't give a damn. I immigrated to this country first illegally, and then legally. Y'all can check my green card if you want to. I don't give a damn. I ain't afraid of you. No, never mind. I'm not going to say that. I ain't afraid of you. Just go go research Bernie Mac. You know what you know what I'm saying. So here's the yeah, question I'm going to ask. <laughs> yeah, I know you know. I know you know. <laughs> All right. So here's the question. I'm sure you've been called Puerto Rican. I'm sure you've been called Mexican. I'm sure people are like, is he mixed? Go ahead and just let everybody know once and for all. What is your nationality? Many people are curious. What what I'm Puerto Rican. what is your heritage? Are you part Latino? I'm extremely curious, and it doesn't really matter. I love every country. I got friends from every For single sure. one. I grew up in South Florida. You name a country, I've met someone from there. I guarantee it, and I love them all. But I got to know, bro, because people are, like, trying to put Chris Brady in a box, and that's not a good thing. But at the same time, bro, we're curious. We're very curious. So go ahead. Hey, you know what, intern Timmy? Hit the breaking news drop for this one. It's going to be a good one. Hit the breaking news drop so we can find out where the hell Chris Beatty is actually originally from. <laughs> Hit the breaking news, Timmy. Timmy. And Timmy. Damn it, Timmy. Timmy, drink your job once. Go ahead, All Chris. Right. <laughs> I am Puerto Rican and Greek. Puerto Rican and Greek. Woo! Yes, sir. <laughs> that is, that's awesome, bro. So what side? Like, is your dad Puerto Rican and your mom Greek, or how'd that all work? So my my dad is full Puerto Rican, and then my mom is from Heraklion. So she was she was born in Greece, and then my grandma and grandpa adopted her when my grandpa was in the Air Force when they were stationed over there, and brought her back, man. <laughs> Dude, that is the dopest shit ever, bro. Talk about having a unique mixture of two incredible countries. And some of my best friends in the whole wide world are Boricuas. So let's hear what Matt Hardy's got to say about this. One 
well, Chris, we are nearing the end of our time here tonight, man. I was very curious. I'm sure a lot of other people were. So what we're going to do is with the last couple of minutes we have left, we're going to get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. Now, I know you listen to the show every week, but in case some people are new listeners, Jonesy is going to explain to us what the Shoot and Shout segment is, and then intern Timmy is going to hit the music. Jonesy, go ahead and take it away. Absolutely. So the Shoot and Shout segment is your opportunity to tell us whatever is irking your nerves, whether it's that there's too much air in the bag of potato chips or that intern Timmy is not doing his job or that Renee hasn't brushed his teeth today or that Renee hasn't taken a shower in the past two weeks. But, you know, anything that makes you mad. (laughs) Anything that makes me mad. Yep, but yes. we got music. We got intro music. Yeah, so we're gonna play one. some music. I'm gonna go <laughs> go first. Renee's gonna go, and then by that time, you'll know exactly what we're doing, and you're gonna go. So, intern Timmy, if you could please hit that shoot and shout music. So my shooting shout is is very very simple. My shooting shout has to go to the WrestleTalk podcast mugs because it makes your beer taste so much better. I absolutely hate IPAs, but yet somehow this damn mug makes this IPA taste like a Yingling, and I don't understand it. And and it hurts my nerves because I don't want to like IPAs, but yet the beer mug is making me like IPAs. <laughs> Josie, oh my wow. gosh! How yeah, am he's, I supposed he's to shooting over that? here, dude? He's shooting for real. He is shooting for real. Gosh. Well, listen, guys, I've got my shooting shout, and uh, and it's gonna be very, very short and simple. Okay, and you guys have heard me fuss and complain about this before, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it once again. For those people sitting way in the back on their damn cell phones that were not paying attention, okay? And here it is. If you call yourself a professional wrestling fan, okay, and you do not go to independent shows, or you don't even go to WWE shows and you spend all your time on Twitter, especially Twitter, because Twitter's notorious, (laughs) bitching and complaining about what you see, you are the problem. There is so much wrestling of every style. It doesn't matter if you love the leg slap wrestling or if you love you know, any other kind of wrestling. There is something for you. You're just a lazy sack of shit, and you're not going out and looking for it. So please do us all a favor. Deactivate your Twitter account and go to IndieWrestling.tv <laughs> and find something you actually like and talk about that. There's way too many broke-ass wrestling snobs today and not enough real fans who just appreciate the sport. I'm sick and tired of it. And I deactivate our Twitter, but we got almost 2,000 followers, so that's hard to do on Twitter. You guys know. But geez, I know, bro. I don't, Twitter's hard. Twitter's hard. But geez, Louise, Papa Cheese, if you don't 
man, I'm gonna shoot from the hip on this one. Uh, wait, social wait. media pisses social media pisses me off. Uh, you know, you have you have a bunch of people who want to go on Twitter and Facebook and post shit and like other people's stuff and do all kinds of stuff. And he's popular, he's not. We're all trying to make it together in indie wrestling, and people don't realize that we need likes, we need shares, we need followers, we need all that. They're so quick to share dumbass videos of stupid memes or shit that doesn't involve them, but they won't take five seconds to hit a like button or hit a share button that could help somebody get further in their career. Uh, that is super, super frustrating, especially when they're all, oh, man, we want to see you make it. Oh, we, you're going to make it. Oh, you're going to be the next best thing. But you guys aren't buying my T-shirts. You guys aren't sharing me on social media. You guys aren't putting me in the right direction to, to build on that. And that is super frustrating. That and People don't know when to shut up. They're constantly on social media bitching, and then they want to wonder why opportunities go past them. It's because social media is not the place to put your business out on. Wow. Okay, do whatever the hell you want. So let's so get that, it on. So that's a shout-out to all 2,000 and whatever friends I have on Facebook. All y'all need to do me a favor and go click a like button and go share and follow me on Twitter. There's no damn reason why. I have 2,000 friends and only five likes on a video piece. That's ridiculous, and I know you guys are in COVID right now, and I know everybody's in quarantine. I know you got nothing to do, so go on Facebook. Go to Wrestling's Greatest Attraction, Chris Brady. Go to my page, hit like, hit share. Do whatever it is that you need to do to help me further in the career so you guys can see me on a bigger stage, man. Well, I know we've already done this once today, Jonesy, but I think it's only appropriate after those three incredible shooting shouts Enter Timmy, you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but but, well, Chris, but on a side note, speaking. on a side note, man, I love side everybody. Note, I appreciate you guys. I love everybody, man. I appreciate everybody's everybody's time. I appreciate everybody that has shared me on social media or bought my t shirts at shows or came out to see me perform. Uh it means the world to me, man. Growing up I never thought I'd be on this level. Only two years in, man. I've already done extra work for WWE or Ring of Honor. I've already been backstage in Impact tapings. I've got to wrestle and train out from people that I grew up idolizing, man. So it's, it's been a fun ride so far. And I'm only two years in, man. I still got a lot of years left in the, in the tank. So, so I'm I'm excited to see the future and excited to see where it comes out. Right, and you know what else you can add to your resume, Chris Brady? You can add that you are now the newest member of the WrestleTalk family, bro. So congratulations. Do not be a stranger. We would love to have you back again before the end of 2020. And last but not least, you were going off about social media, so why don't you tell the people, the WrestleTalk family, where they can follow you on social? All right, man. So Twitter, uh, WGA Chris Brady. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook. This is my normal name, Chris Brady, in case people think I'm spelled with a C. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Chris Brady 35 and on Facebook at Wrestling's Greatest Attraction, Chris Brady. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wrestling's Greatest Attraction, Chris Brady. That's where you'll find my T-shirts at. Uh, anybody out here that's in North Carolina, I'm going to be coming out there real soon with a new promotion called Elite, Elite Championship Wrestling, so I'm excited for that one. I uh, hope to be back in Kansas soon. I miss all you guys. And, uh, man, I'm just looking forward to the future, man. I'm having fun so far. North Carolina, throw your hands up. 
through your shirt off, wave around your head like a helicopter, North Carolina. Anyway, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Josie, final thoughts for our boy, wrestling's greatest attraction, Chris Brady, man. Final thoughts. Oh, uh, man, you know, just just thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on to the podcast. You are absolutely awesome. Do not be a stranger. We will definitely have you back on again. Always, man. Love you guys. I appreciate you guys' time. All right. You got it, brother. Thanks. Great to see you. We'll catch you down the road. For sure, man. All right. Uh, Jonesy, great first hour. What do you think, man? Oh, absolutely. Freaking awesome. Amazing, amazing, amazing first hour. Chris was absolutely awesome. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to have the world's greatest fantasy wrestling group, the FWWC, and then if that's not enough, things are about to get real dark in the the, the Wrestle Talk podcast because we're bringing on Nightmare. So ladies and gentlemen, we will shove... Be back in two minutes and 22 seconds. Peace. Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. 
Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night out, nightmare jokes, and all the best jets. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalksPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night of the prom. Mm. Smashing it and killing it like the night at the prom, ladies and gentlemen. Now I let the man, the myth, the legend, the night out take over. Night out, it's all yours. I appreciate that, uh, Joe. I really, really do. Uh, word out to all the general managers. I would love to see a good showing from the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion here tonight. I got a couple people already on hold, and we're going to get through every last caller. So, again, if you are a member of the FWWC or you heard something on High Spots that you liked, Dial that number, and we promise that we will make time for you. Again, that is 657-383-1521. And our goal tonight is 30 likes. We're already up to 27 on the live feed, okay? So we've got about 40 minutes to get up to 30. Any help that you could give us by sharing, liking, hitting the heart button means the world to us. And because we want to show our appreciation, not only are we encouraging you guys to go and grab a WrestleTalk Podcast mug, but we're also giving away some free swag. Hello. Look, guys, I got a John Cena C-Nation throwback shirt that looks like a Funko Pop, okay? It's still got the tag on it. It's about $25 right off the shelf, and it's 2XL. So if you are listening to the show tonight and you share, we're going to be picking one person that hits that share button and we're going to be giving this shirt away. And as you guys can see on the broadcast, okay, we it's brand new. It's still got the tag on it. And so if you share the broadcast, we're going to go through that list of everyone who shared, and we're going to pick somebody to give this T-shirt away to. And if you don't like it, that's fine. I'm sure you know a wrestling fan that will appreciate it. But, again, here on the WrestleTalk Podcast, we like to make it a point to support our listeners the way that you guys support us. So if you want to win a shirt, all you got to do is hit share, and we're going to pick somebody from that list that shared to win the shirt. The other thing I wanted to say as we continue to filter through the callers from the FWWC is that our newest sponsor, I-70 Sports Media, that Interstate 70 Sports Media on Facebook, please give them a like and tell them that the WrestleTalk podcast sent you. That could also serve as an entry into the T-shirt giveaway contest. I mean, we're not really asking for much. What we want you to do is share and give those guys some love. And guess what? You get a free $30 shirt. You don't have to pay for the shipping or anything. So do us a favor and show us some support by doing those two things. All that said, ladies and gentlemen, we've got about close to 10 minutes or so to talk to the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. And I'm not 100% sure, and I'm I'm always a little apprehensive, when people call, and I don't know exactly who it is, but apparently we have music that we're going to play for this person. Okay. <laughs> don't know who it is, but we have music. Real funny, intern Timmy. Why don't we go ahead and hit the music and bring this individual on, which, again, I'm not really sure who it is. Intern Timmy, you know what to do. Hit that music. This is a correct call from Onondaga County Justice Center for inmate 617 B. Mr. Corey J. Tombstone. 
Hello, hello, hello. Corey, is this Corey Tombstone? Oh, what's up, family? How you doing? Bro, did you just call us from a prison? Yeah, well, you wonder why I've been missing, man. Well, I, I actually let's just say I made a little bit of a favor. Once, but whatever. <laughs> well, regardless, man, I'm calling for a favor. I know Rotas is listening. I know he's paying attention. So listen, Rotas, I need you to get me out of here. I've got another six days. I need to be out. I don't have a lot of well, time. Listen. I don't have a lot to explain to you, but this has got to happen now. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Corey Tombstone, El Mata definitely listens to this show. But, sir, you're on with the Night Owl, and, and, and I've got some questions for you. Where the hell are you? Where have you been? You disappeared from the FWWC. I know you La Familia guys like to keep this code of secrecy. It's so freaking annoying. Where the hell have you been, and why are you there? Listen, man, I can't explain nothing to you. You know, you don't, you're not a part of the family, so I can't sit there and I can't exchange that kind of information to you. But what I can tell you is I do family favors, and I make sure I always collect. When somebody has owed me something, I make sure I come back for it. Oh, geez, Louise. Well, I'm pretty sure this is all bad business. And uh, you know what, Corey Tombstone, I'm going to say this. When you were in the FWWC previously, you were, you were a tremendous competitor. Uh, you always move the needle. And if you are going to eventually make a return to the FWWC, I'm excited to see you come back as long as you're willing to operate within the rules, unlike the rest of your brothers over in La Familia Worldwide. Because honestly, I'm sick of those guys. We run the game. We're the ones that make these rules. We're the ones that make and decide on everything. Not you guys. We're the family. We are the ones that make these decisions. We make sure things happen. Get out of here. Get out of here with that. Cut it out. Cut it out. Stop it. Tombstone, but here's what as I'm far as my return is concerned, I promise you right now, I will always be with the family. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, calling from where? Where were you calling from? From what penitentiary? I'm Oswego. I'm up in Syracuse, New York. I'm upstate. Syracuse, okay, northern. Okay, well, I heard that one's kind of rugged. All right, well, we, we talked yeah. about Leavenworth today. Now we're talking about north, you know, New York prisons. I mean, what the hell is this all about? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. All right, well, Tombstone, any final thoughts for the members of the FWWC? I hope you all have bulletproof heads because I'm coming for headshots. Wow. My goodness. Well, you know what? We have a general manager on the line, but but there's somebody that I want to hear from concerning this topic. Nightmare Jones I know you, and I remember this very vividly, you were one of the guys that was um, pretty upset when some of the things happened with Corey Tombstone previously. Now we're getting some breaking news that he may be coming back. Can you try to take it inside the mind of El and whether or not you think he'll help get Corey Tombstone out of prison and bring him back to the FWMC? He can't be that out of his mind, can he? Look, Core Tombstone is La Familia. La Familia is family. You're always family when you join La Familia. We're not like Savers of Funk. We're not just a group. We are a family. So, yes, I'm sure that El Monte is going to do everything that he possibly can 
to get Corey out of this prison. You know, he's done his, his time. He did what he needed to do for the family. And now it's time for him to come back home. Well, here's, here's all I want to know. <laughs> and I know this is going to be a little inappropriate. But how many times did Corey Tulson have to give up his honey buns to be able to call into the show tonight? <laughs> oh, my God! Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm having too much fun. Well, well, man, your choice, I appreciate that. And I'm sorry, La Familia is just all over the place, man. And at this point, I can't even get mad anymore. I just kind of laugh. What about you, Nightmare Jones? You, you've had a lot to say recently considering some of the drama in the FWWC. Is there anything you'd like to address before we move on to Hardcore Sis? Listen, here's the, the thing. In the FWWC, there are certain things that we do. Number one, you don't attack somebody without telling them. You don't be insubordinate. And, you know, it, it's just... You know what? I don't have anything to say about it. So, you know what? Just bring on the next caller. What a surprise. Whatever. What a surprise. Nothing. Just just absolutely no detail, no real explanations. You know, there if there's one member, well, actually, there's a couple. Maybe, you know, uh, Robert, he's kind of like honest and, and, and forthright. Uh, Big Papa Kurt, uh, he'll deal to a certain extent. But... If there's one person that we know is going to give it to us straight, it is the one and only general manager of the Inferno brand, and that is Hardcore Sis, the fattest chick to ever come out of the great state of Virginia. Hardcore Sis, you're on the line right now, and you're the only general manager to call in, which I tip my cap to you for that, okay? But clearly, you've got a message that you want to deliver, and the floor is yours. Well, you know, you were just asking Nightmare. Um, you know, about the drama that happened this week. First of all, let me make something perfectly clear, okay? This person that we are referring to was not suspended because she turned on me. That had nothing to do with it. The reason she was suspended was her insubordination and her lack of respect for not just myself, but the BOD as well. You know, Walking into the back room stating that you will do what you want, when you want, and how you want, and you don't care what the general manager has to say is not the way we do things around here. We are general managers for reasons, okay? We have certain authorities and certain powers that while some may think we abuse them, we try to do what is best for the group as a whole, not just for one person. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of something I once saw on Star Trek. The needs of the many outweigh that of the few. And that's the way it has to be around here. And if people can't conform to that, then they need a chill-off period and need to be put in the corner. Wow. Okay, well, hardcore sis, I have one last question for you. We're waiting for tomorrow – no, Thursday. I'm sorry. Thursday's brand battle score update for week three, round three. We know that the Rise brand was able to uh, capitalize on the poster contest and earn themselves an extra point, probably expanding their lead to a certain extent from what we saw from week two. 
How optimistic are you, not just about this particular round or week, but about the brand battle going on in the FWWC overall? Well, you know, the current reigning champions of that brand battle right now is the Inferno brand. Um, We always bring the heat. That's what our brand does. That's who we are. My brand, you know, some people say that I'm tough. Some people say, you know, might, might even say I'm a little militant. But the guys on my team, they respect what I do, and they respect me, and they back me, and we do what we have to do to win. Now, are we going to win this week's brand battle scores? Mm, you know, knowing that Heel Deal has that extra point, it's very likely that a tie won't be happening. Heel Deal could come out a point ahead. Will we tie with Infinite? Mm, maybe, maybe not. Because of this week's drama, it could have cost us a point or two. You know, it, there's always that give and take. You just never know what's really going to happen until it happens. But regardless of whether we win this round, we lose this round, whatever it is, it's only one battle in the war. It's not the war. And my team will always, excuse the pun, rise to the occasion, and we will always come out fighting, and we will burn it down because that's what we do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your closing thoughts for the FWWC segment coming from the general manager of the Inferno brand, Hardcore Sits, which, by the way, already has scored a victory in the brand battle. They won round one. So thank you, everybody, from the FWWC, the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. We always cut about 10 or 15 minutes of every show to support those guys. Why? Because they always support us. If you've always wanted to be a professional wrestler like Nightmare or Chris Brady, but for financial or uh, physical or circumstantial reasons you can't be, the FWWC, the World Wrestling Worldwide Chapter, is a great alternative. We compete every week on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, making picks during Raw, NXT, AEW, and SmackDown. Also, we compete during pay-per-views, doing live picks. There's not some eat-fed God writing out all the stories based on your promos. You promo, you get in a match, you have a match, you compete. If your knowledge and your picks are better than the other guys, you win. If you win enough, you become champion. And we got some badass belts in the group, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not seen our Warriors Heart Championship, do yourself a favor and go over to WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash fantasy wrestling. Go down, hit the Facebook link, request to be a part of the group, and just take a look at the excellence that is the Warriors Heart Championship. And not only that, not only is that one of like the full-size, like, five- to seven-pound belts, we also have the World Championship, which is full-size, and we have the Hardcore Championship, which is full-size. There's no E-Fed in the world that's doing what we're doing. That's why we don't call ourselves an E-Fed, folks. We are the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, period. Visit WrestleTalkPodcast.com for more information on that. And once again, big shout-out to the Rock Bums Engraving, who does all of our custom mugs, $20 with your name engraved, plus shipping. We'll get it out to you in less than uh, about 30 days or so from start to finish. Help support the WrestleTalk Podcast by picking up a mug, once again, over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. With all that said, it is time for our second featured guest of the evening. Jonesy, come on back in here, man. Tell intern Timmy to get that music ready because I want you to once again 
give us a wonderful introduction for our featured guest of the second hour. I'm very, very excited to talk to Nightmare Man. Let's go ahead and kick it off. Sure. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, allow us to introduce our next guest of the uh, night. This gentleman is a member of the Covenant with Father Craven. He is a wrestler that has blended many, many styles of professional wrestling just so that his opponents never know what's going to hit him. If you're lucky, he won't hit you with his headless horseman move. And let me tell you, this gentleman is a amazing competitor. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our pleasure to bring in the one and only Nightman. Hey, first of all, I've got to direct something to you personally. I am the Uh one true nightmare in the wrestling business. To think that Uh you are calling yourself Nightmare Jones, that is strict gimmick infringement. I am going to be talking to my lawyers and everybody, my congressmen, everything I need to do to get you to stop calling yourself that name and make people stop thinking that you're somebody as great as me. Let the man finish, Nightmare. Let the man finish. You really think that you can get away with calling yourself Nightmare? You are nothing like him. (laughs) All right, so you are the Nightmare of professional wrestling. I am the Nightmare of the FWWC. And you can ask Renee Martinez himself, Renee, does the name Nightmare fit me or not? Well, listen, I, I, <laughs> you might I be a nightmare say, to the sheep. Which it's very nice that you uh, took time out of your uh, date night with your favorite sheep to be with us, uh, your little hillbilly hog humper. Very oh nice God. that uh, you can be with <laughs> us uh, for this uh, nice interview. Just remember, no means no. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Joe, oh, my gosh, bro. <laughs> I can't believe this. I, I, I just I cannot believe what I'm hearing right now. And really, it, it, it beckons me, before we continue this interview, to uh, hit you guys with just one more drop. <laughs> Got him! <he>. Got him! <he>. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, to your corners. To your corners, Joe. Why don't you go ahead and get yourself some Gatorade so you're ready to step back in the ring with Nightmare. I'm going to go ahead and leave this thing off, man, because I've been very, very excited to talk to Nightmare. Nightmare, I had an opportunity to see a couple of your matches. Uh, You were working in the tag match uh, just a couple of months ago. And I have to say I was very, very impressed, man. You came out, you intimidated, and you handled your business inside the squared circle. That said, you happen to be a part of, I wouldn't even call it a faction, it's more like a collective of individuals who think the same way that you do. And you guys are quite regularly intimidating fans and scaring people, you and that Father Craven, who seems to feel like he's 
want to talk to us a little bit about the covenant, okay? You, Omen, Rock, and, and of course, the aforementioned Father Craven. What is the Omen all about, and what are you guys looking to accomplish? See, what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring everybody into the era of enlightenment. We are going to be awakening them to a new reality. See, before I met Father Craven, I was lost in the world, searching for answers, trying to find a way to kill the world's cancers in the wrestling world. And then he found me, and he said, take my hand, I will lead you to the promised land. And I did that, and that is exactly what he is doing for me. And we are taking every Northeast wrestling promotion by storm. It doesn't matter who we wrestle. We are just always going to be coming out on top. There is nobody that can match up to us. We are your paragons of virtue. We are your beacons of truth. And we are your pillars of faith all rolled into one. Me and my partner, Rockshaw, we've all been together for a very long time. The, the last piece, it was Father Craven. And we are going to new heights in the wrestling business. You just watch. Well, I have no doubt about it. You guys continue to prove it, including over at New Evolution Wrestling. But before I continue down that road, I want to take a step back and get a little personal. So we know about your involvement with the Omen. We know that the damage that you're inflicting upon all your opponents up in the Northeast. But from what I understand in doing my research, you hail from the great state of New York. And that is here true. on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, you do, I know you do. So here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast Nightmare, we've actually been touring the United States and talking to a representative from each of the 50 states. A little bit earlier on in the first hour, we had Chris Brady, and he's repping the great state of Washington, which is clearly all the way across this great country. And now we're talking to you from New York. So let's hit on that point for just a moment. Being from New York, expectations are always high. You knew that you were going into a professional wrestling hotbed from the moment that you decided to step in the ring for the very first time. Talk to us. What led to you wanting to be a part of wrestling for the first time? And have you found it an advantage or a disadvantage to be from New York? Well, for me, wrestling is the only thing I ever wanted to do in my life. When other kids wanted to be doctors and lawyers and wrestlers, I wanted to be the wrestler. You know, I was the only one when I was a kid, and I was pretty small when I was a kid. I didn't right. become the size I am till much later, and it was very hard for people to envision what I saw myself to be. But I made that happen. It took me many years to do so, but I have made myself one of the top stars on, in the Northeast Circuit. And I will continue to take my talents anywhere that I feel I need to go to teach people a lesson on what a real wrestler is supposed to be. Whoa, absolutely love to hear that. So speak to us a little bit about that New York influence. Where did you originally begin your training, and who did you work with? Well, I originally got trained by a couple of local indie guides. I got into the wrestling business. I had wanted to be in part of the business for a very long time, but I didn't really know the avenue to go about it. And by luck, I got lucky to uh, have met a couple indie guys when I was working at a gas station. 
and every time I would see the guy, I would break his balls and try and train me and find out how to get in and what I needed to do. And they didn't take me seriously for a couple of months until they realized I was not going away. And at that point, that's when they agreed to train me. And another uh, great moment in my life that I consider a turning point in my life is when I was a little boy, about 12 years old, I went to my very first wrestling show. It was an indie show for uh, UWS in New York in uh, Canarsie, Brooklyn. I still even remember where it was. It was a Holy Family Church. And one of the guys that is in New Evolution Wrestling with me, a guy by the name of Bill Pierce, was on that show. He was doing a gimmick called Chris uh, USA Michaels. And I had snuck into the locker room. And I was a small kid, and, and I wanted to ask everybody what I needed to do. And nobody would talk to me. They just, uh, hey, get out of here, kid. We don't want you here. He was the only one to actually talk to me and tell me what I needed to do. And, of course, I couldn't use that years later. But all that stuff stuck with me. And it's, he's a big reason I am in the wrestling business today because of everything he said to a 12-year-old boy all those years ago. And that's many years ago. I'm 41 years old now. So you can uh, imagine how it was for somebody like him to be talking to to a kid that he didn't need to uh, to be talking to at all, and he took that time and he he brought me into this world. Wow, dude, that that's so incredible! And and you know what? You're gonna be caught a little off guard by this question, but before I throw it over to Joe, I always gotta ask this question for people that are from New York. Here it is: the Knicks or the Nets. Who do you got? Well, Who's your team? I'm not even a basketball fan, to tell you the truth. Uh, I pretty much uh, like all other sports, uh, but basketball is not something I ever really got into. I played it a lot as a kid, but I, I, I was a short right. white That's kid, and, and, uh, and I couldn't uh, shoot <laughs> worth a damn. So, <laughs> so I pretty much sucked in basketball, so I moved on to other sports. I'm much better right, at throwing so people around. Same, same no, I'm Giants a Cincinnati Bengals fan, actually. You figured that one out. Yeah, you figure that out. Why would you do I learned that to lose yourself? from an early age. Why would you do that to yourself? Uh, one man, Boomer Esiason. Ah, when I was a yes. kid, uh, the Bengals were still very good. They had gone to the Super Bowl twice, and they still had the coolest helmet in the league. And I just became a Bengals fan because they were always on TV. And I've stuck with them my entire life. And I'm a huge Bengals fan. Every time I, I get an opportunity, I'm watching a Bengals game, even if it's an old game. And that's uh, just who I like. That's cool. I had to ask the question, man. Anybody from New York, I know sports is kind of runs in your veins. If it's not basketball, it's definitely football, man. I appreciate you being honest about that. Well, uh, Chonzi, now that you've had some time to cool off, uh, shout out to my man, King, yeah. checking in. KC's in the building. What's up, man? We love you, bro. Uh, thank you for being here. I uh, can't wait to see you back in the ring very, very soon. But, Joe, why don't you jump back in here, man? Nightmare's got some great, great stuff that he wants to share with us, and all you got to do is ask the questions, man. Go ahead and take it away. I do. I, I do. So I went onto your Facebook, and I saw a post, and it kind of struck me. It says it's about a guy by the name of Mr. Poppentrist. Can you tell the viewers who exactly Mr. Poppentrist is? Yeah, Mr. and Twist is a exceptional balloon artist, and nice. he's a great friend of mine. He is somebody I met in the wrestling business, and he's become a great family friend. And he has made a, me as a balloon character twice now. 
and what? I love his work, and I will continue to share it. He comes to wrestling shows, uh, makes uh, great things uh, for the other wrestlers. When I was running my uh, wrestling promotion, Predator Pro Wrestling, a few years ago, he came down. He made the big logo in the balloons and everything. He's just an all-around great guy. He really is. That's I can't awesome. say enough good things awesome. about him and his talent. See, anybody that supports professional westling, we're going to mention them on the Wrestle Talk podcast. So, Mr. Yes, Popkins, you just been mentioned on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, You'll be so, very happy to know uh, that his name is getting out there even more. His fan, his uh, family are great wrestling fans as he is. He's been a lifelong wrestling fan. He's definitely one of my very close friends in this business. Awesome. So, so your wrestling style is. A mixture of of many different styles. Is there a reason why you didn't just pick one style? Why you decided to mix up the uh, different styles of professional wrestling? Well, it's because uh, you never get one style with every opponent. You've got to be prepared and ready for anything that anybody could throw at you. Some people are technical wrestlers. Some are high flyers. Some are brawlers. But the one thing that's certain, no matter what style they are, when they get in the ring with Nightmare, they're just another loser. Nice. There you like go. The See, and, and, you know, having a, a mixture of many styles allows your opponents to never know what's going to hit them because they never know what, what style you're going to be using. So that's really a smart idea. I think that a lot of uh, wrestlers should, should use that, you know, different styles. Um, so you've been in the wrestling business for quite some time. Uh, how have you seen the wrestling business change throughout your years of professional wrestling? Well, I think uh, a lot of uh, the change has been with the younger generation. I've seen uh, there's not as much respect in it. Like when I broke in, you had to earn everything you got from the veterans. Mm-hmm. You know, and if, if you had a bad attitude, they straightened it out really quick. Unfortunately, yeah. with the social media age, people think that it's okay to to be disrespectful and not get smacked around for it. But it doesn't really work like that in a wrestling locker room. We still police our own. And anybody that has the wrong attitude, we are going to stretch them out, and we are going to teach them everything they need to know about the reasons they're allowed in that rock, locker room. And we've thrown people out of that locker room. There have been people that have mm-hmm. been brought in that, that have only made one show, and because of their attitude, were never allowed in again. There is a kind of pecking order, so to speak, and if you are not going to accept that, you're not going to be around very long. Veterans have earned respect, and they should always have that, and rookies sometimes need to learn to have that respect. I could not well said. agree more. Very, very, very well said. My last question before I throw it back to Renee is one of your moves that you have is, it's a very, very scary name for a move. It's called the Headless Horseman. What the heck is the Headless Horseman, and why are you, you giving people the Headless Horseman? Oh, why would we give them the Headless Horseman? That's easy. To, to beat them into submission. The way the Headless Horseman works, it's a tag team maneuver that we often use for our finish. We'll have the Omen Rockshaw get the man up in a powerbomb with the, the man facing our corner. Then I'll tag myself in, and I'll go to the top rope, 
and I will hit him with a neck breaker as he's bringing him down with the power bomb. There is nobody that stands a chance when we hit him with the headless horseman. Nobody is getting up from that. It doesn't matter who that you sounds, are. That sounds absolutely terrifying, and and I hope to to never have to experience the headless horseman. All right, I'm getting kind of scared, Renee. So the floor is yours. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, here's a question, especially when it's the very first time that we're talking to a guest um, that that we we typically want to ask. People are always curious about character development. So can you tell us a little bit about how Nightmare came about? Where was the idea born, and how have you um, accentuated it over the years? Well, it was born kind of out of necessity. Um, I wanted to be relatable. The original people that I was working for, they told me I was coming in as a heel. So I wanted to be relatable to them and to everybody in the stands. And I figured, how am I going to do that? I wanted to find something that I had in common and work off of that. So I figured everybody at some point has nightmares. I've had them. You've had them. Everybody does. So I wanted to have some kind of common ground with them and build off of that. I really didn't think I'd be Nightmare for this long. I thought I was going to have it for a little while, then I'd get a real name. <laughs> I really uh, expected way sooner to get a different name. And uh, I've evolved the, the gimmick in many ways. Um Sometimes, uh, at one time, I had a, a trench coat. Now I've got a spiked mask that I come out to the ring with. That really has gotten over. I never expected it to get over as much as it did. I've added face paint to uh, the gimmick. Sometimes I come out without it. Uh, people never know what they're going to get when they have Nightmare on a show. Is he going to come out with the spiked mask? Is he going to have the face paint? Is he going to go without the face paint? They have... All kinds of questions, and they're just waiting to see how I'm going to come out and what I'm going to do to people. Dude, that's that's really, really awesome. And, and I'll tell you what, sometimes in this business, you don't know kind of where you fit or where you're going to fall in. And I think it can be very difficult, especially with the fact that we all kind of have egos, uh, to just go with the flow. And clearly, you were smart enough to recognize, hey, this is working. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, like I said a little bit earlier. So congratulations to you for being mature enough to recognize, hey, this thing's working for me. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to go ahead and keep, the, I'm gonna keep this thing rolling. So kudos to you for that. The other thing I wanted Thank to you. say is, no, hey, no problem. It's an honor. The other thing I wanted to ask you was this. You've been in the business for a while now, and I keep hearing over and over, in the professional the wrestling world, you're never done learning. And, and, and I'm sure you subscribe to that as well. So with that said, let me ask you this question. What do you do these days, or what have you done through the quarantine to try to keep your blade sharp? What have you done to keep yourself ready to go during the lockdown? I'm very curious because everybody's got a little bit of a different answer. Well, for me, I'm always ready. I've got a gym in my house, so I keep uh, in shape over here. 
I actually have uh, a lot of different ways that I uh, can uh, keep my mind focused and sharp. I watched a lot of old wrestling to try and learn from the greats of this business. And I watch hours and hours and hours of old tape. I try to be a student of the game, and I try to learn from everything that I can see. Sometimes it's what to do. Sometimes it's what not to do. You never really know until you're putting it into practice. Unless it's something very obvious. You can see, uh, hey, uh, okay, this didn't work. Uh, I read the crowd a lot when I'm out wrestling, and I try and uh, use them as my uh, little yardstick of what I'm going to do or not do. And I try and think of uh, everything that I can incorporate when I go out for my next match. Right now with this lockdown, I don't know when that's going to be. And it's incredibly frustrating to me because I'm used to being out there all the time. I don't know really what to do with myself when I don't get the opportunity to wrestle. Um, so I you, don't know how much longer. What's are that? You, Nightmare, are you, are you an every weekend guy? Like, is your regular schedule like every weekend a couple of a couple of days out of the week, or are you more of a once a, once a month? I, I imagine you keep yourself pretty busy. Well, I don't have as many bookings as I used to because I'm getting a little older. And okay. it's getting to be uh, more for the young kids. I don't know how much time I've got left in the tank. You know, uh, I didn't think I was going to be wrestling this long, to tell you the truth. I really thought okay. I was going to be a wrestler that had a few matches, got hurt, and faded out. And the truth of the matter is, what happened with me early in my career is I did get hurt. I had a very catastrophic injury. I tore my hamstring off the bone completely. And it was during a match. I had to, it was about the three or four minute mark, and I had another 12 to go. And I couldn't even stand, let alone walk, and I still finished that match. And it gave me a work ethic to keep going and keep, if I wanted to live my dream, I had to keep going no matter what was thrown into my path. And I've used that as fuel over the years. So I, I try to uh, always uh, never overlook a an opponent or any situation and try and be ready for anything that might come my way, no matter if it's good or bad. And that, that is awesome. And, and I hope the Greenhorns that listen to the show on a regular basis are, are you know, heeding that information. I, I really, really do. Uh, and as I transition back to Josie, I just wanted to remind everyone very quickly uh, of a couple of things. Number one, uh, I, Interstate, 70 Sports Media, our newest sponsor. Make sure you guys give them a like and tell them the rest of the talk podcast sent you. Also, if you share this episode or broadcast, we're going to be on the lookout for that. We are giving away some swag, as you guys can see here on the video. Uh, we got a brand new with the tag WWEC Nation T-shirt that we're going to be giving away. And as a matter of fact, if you guys find Nightmare on social media and you give him a like, you are eligible to win the T-shirt as well. So, and if you need to know how to get there, hang on to the end of the interview, and he's going to drop all his social media for you right here on episode 301 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Jonesy, I'm going to go ahead and throw it back to you because I know you had at least one last question for Nightmare, and I want to give you the opportunity do. to do that, bro. Why don't you go ahead? I, I do. I have one one final question. Um, so you are a, a member of the Covenant, and – what I would like to know, and probably a lot of other people would like to know, is are we ever going to see the Covenant branch out to other promotions? Instead of just one promotion, have the, the Covenant in multiple promotions? 
Absolutely. We are always looking for new opportunities and new places to wrestle to to bring our little faction over to you. And we want to wrestle everywhere. And we want to wrestle anywhere. And we will go any destination you want to bring us in, and we will go there. And we will teach the world what it means to be a member of the Covenant. And we will show you all that we have in our arsenals. We will teach you that there is no way but the Covenant way. Wow, Jonesy, great, great question. I'm going to jump back in here. Uh, by the way, uh, thanks again, Chris Brady. Uh, great interview during the first hour, man. We hope to have you back on very, very soon. Um, so here is my final question to you, uh, Nightmare, and, and it's a loaded one. Everybody's got a road story. And I know some of them, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a code of ethics when you're a pro wrestling uh, uh, superstar such as yourself. Some things you can share, some things you can't share. But we know that if you dig down deep enough, you can give us something to remember here on episode 301 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. So, in your career, have you shared a locker room or shared a car with maybe somebody that the rest of the Wrestle Talk family is familiar with? Maybe some legend of the past or what have you. Do you have any cool stories, funny stories particularly, that you can tell us from your experiences after being in this business for a couple of years now, man? Anything awesome you can share with us here as uh, we work to close out 301? All right. I'm going to give you two interesting stories with uh, involving big names. The first Let's one is, is uh, going to involve demolition. Now, Demolition, I got a chance to, to work them in uh, 2013. And the, the way I'm going to tell the story, it involves my wife. My okay. wife and I had just started uh, dating. We were dating maybe two weeks. And she, th- she uh, wasn't so sure about me being a wrestler. You know, she thought I was full of shit. That's really the truth. <laughs> so she, she thought that, uh, okay, yeah, he's going to say he's a wrestler. He's really not. Well, the first show she ever goes to, I'm wrestling Demolition. And that day, she realized, show okay, off. he really is show a off. real professional wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> and well, we've been married for seven years. We just actually had our uh, seven-year wedding anniversary the other day. So hey! uh, I got That's to have awesome. uh, a beautiful uh, little daughter with her who is uh, known awesome. as Baby Nightmare at the shows. She she sits at my merch <laughs> table, and uh, and uh, she brings everybody over with her cuteness. Best move I ever made as a wrestler was putting my daughter at my merch table because everybody went to That's see the cute gimmick. little kid, and then they said, That's oh, look, gimmick. he's got T-shirts and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> the second one awesome. story I have for you is about a big mistake I made when I was a rookie. Okay. And I, was, I got brought down to Florida for uh, – USA Pro Wrestling. I think they were called UXW at that time. And okay. I got to uh, work a segment with Raven, who is one of the nicest people I have ever met in the entire business. I have learned so much from that man. He is truly generous with his time and talent. And if you ask him something, he will tell you. Honestly, if it sucks, he's going to tell you. If it's great, he's going to tell you. He's going to tell you ways to improve. He's just an awesome, awesome guy. Well, 
I had uh, Kevin Sullivan as my manager. So I'm thinking, hey, I'm hitting the big time. This whoa, is whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, wait a minute. Nightmare, you got to relax. you got to relax. So how are you just going to throw Kevin Sullivan, like, just, like, low-key, like, oh, yeah, I had Kevin Sullivan as my manager. Which, by the way, one of the best interviews we've ever had was Kevin Sullivan. Shout out to Kevin oh, Sullivan. Oh, he's another great guy. No, I know, yeah, long-time member of the WrestleTalk family. And we just hit 30 likes on the Facebook live feed. We love you guys. Well, for for me, uh, I look at it as, as a career highlight having him as a manager and uh, getting to work with uh, Raven. Him, they were, it was just another day at the office for them, and that's really the reality of it, you know. <laughs> but it, it was really a, a pretty uh, cool moment for me. But uh, back to the uh, story, I'm working with Raven in the ring, and uh, I have a spot where I I've got to kick him in the head. I start doing that. And I hear Raven say, stiff, stiff. Now, keep in mind, I'm a greener-than-goose shit rookie. I was really thinking when I heard stiff, okay, he's an ECW guy. He wants a stiff? I'm going to give him stiff. Big mistake. So I start wearing him out with my boot. We get to the, the end, the finish. He hits me with the even flow. One, two, three. I think we did great. You know, the crowd was really into it. We get back to the locker room. The the uh, guys in the back, they're like, all right, that that was good stuff. I get back to the locker room before him, obviously, and I'm waiting there. I was going to thank him for, for what he was doing for me, and he gets back there, and he is pissed off. First thing he says to me, hey, uh, what do I owe you money? And I thought he was just messing around with me. I really did. I, I thought he was uh, just being funny, so I started laughing. <laughs> so he got even more pissed at that because he thought I was being arrogant, which I really was not trying to be, but uh, it's just the way it came off. And he says, oh, you didn't hear me uh, say stiff? And it was at that very moment that I realized, oh, shit, I just made the biggest mistake of my young career. They're probably going to throw me the hell on out of here. But he, he was pretty cool with it, you know. He didn't. Uh, he realized that it was a rookie mistake, and he was he was all right. I didn't see him again for probably about a year. And uh, we were booked on the same show, and uh, I almost pulled off the show because I was like, I was embarrassed by it. It's one of the few moments in my wrestling career where I was like, oh no, I shouldn't be here. But I the first thing I did when I saw him was I went over to him, hey, I'm sorry for the Florida incident. He'd completely forgotten about it, you know, because, like I said, for me, it's a career highlight. For him, it's just another day at the office. It wasn't something he was going to remember. And we got to talking about it, and we started laughing about it, and he, him and I have been uh, very cool about it and everything else to this day. And he's been a very good uh, guy and very helpful to my wrestling career, all because of a, a big mistake. Wow. That is, yes. Yeah, that's no problem. I can, I can give that to you again. Uh, I got to, when I was a rookie, uh, I 
got to do a uh, show in Florida for UXW. I had Kevin Sullivan as my manager. I was going to be working with uh, a segment with Raven. I thought I I had uh, was starting to hit the big time, you know, and, and uh, we started uh, going through uh, the match. There's a spot where I'm kicking him in the head, and I hear him say stiff. So I think uh, he's an ECW guy. He he wants it stiff. I'm going to give him stiff. So I start wearing him out with my boot, and and I start kicking him in the head, and then we finish uh, the segment. He hits me with the even flow. We go home. I I think everything's good. The crowd was really into it. We get back to the locker room. Everybody in there thought it was really good. <laughs> and uh, then Raven comes back in, and he says, well, he was really, really pissed. <laughs> he says, hey, what do I owe you money? <laughs> and I thought he was joking around. I, I really thought that uh, he was trying to be funny. And that just pissed him off more because he thought I was being disrespectful to him. I really was not intending to be. But but uh, he realized uh, that uh, it was a rookie mistake because uh, I realized, oh, shit, that I shouldn't have done that. And uh, basically uh, we ended up talking about it, and uh, it became uh, a big, very big rookie mistake for me, but I got through it. I didn't see him again for about a year, and I almost pulled off the show because of that because I didn't really want to face him. I didn't think uh, it was going to be too good for me. But he had forgotten about it, the thing. The first thing I did uh, when I saw him was apologize to him for the uh, incident in Orlando. And he had completely forgotten about it. So I explained it, and we had a few laughs. And he, he's been cool with me ever since. And he's one of the most generous guys with, with his knowledge and talent. And he's really helped me out a lot, all because of an incident that that really could have been very bad for me. And it turned something very good. Because I got to learn a lot from the guy. To replay your message, press 1. We're still here, Nightmare. We're just having issues right now. But yeah, I got you. I'm here. That was, was a awesome, awesome, awesome story. I mean... I've had the opportunity to to not work with uh, uh, Raven, but but actually, you know, go to one 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 of his matches. And he is a completely, completely, completely awesome, awesome guy. Um, we were gonna do the uh, game show challenge, but unfortunately, uh, we are having well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're having met uh, technical difficulties. Night Owl, you with us again? I am back, bro, and I don't know why the, the phone call disconnected. I was just apologizing to all the people that are watching live. Uh, listen, why don't we go ahead and do this, Josie? We got to respect Nightmare's time. Yes. And I don't want to continue to give people a subpar product with all the connection issues. So just allow me to say this. Nightmare, thank you so much for making time for us, for being transparent, for being dedicated to this craft, I can tell you sacrificed a lot to get to the point where you are in your career, man. And I am looking forward to seeing everything open back up and you'll get back in the squared circle. Please give my regards to Rock. Give my regards to Father Craven. You guys are doing great, great work up in the Easter Panhandle, man. And I really do wish you guys continued success. Welcome as the newest member 
of the Wrestle Talk family, and I really do hope that we get to talk to you again once again down the road, brother. Thank you. All right, thank you. Much yes, respect. Much respect. Yes, sir. You're, like I said, thank you so much, sir, for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on to the podcast. The last thing that we need you to do is promise that you'll come back onto the podcast and tell everybody how they can get a hold of you on social media. All right. It'll be my pleasure and yours for me to come on to your podcast again. First of mm-hmm. all, if you want to find me on uh, Facebook, go to Pro Wrestler Nightmare. It's all one word. And uh, that's my fan page. And uh, you can see everything going on in the Nightmare Nation. If you have Instagram, you can go to uh, Pro underscore Wrestler underscore Nightmare. If you would like to book me, you can uh, book me at ringwarrior22 at gmail.com. And... Before we go, you can you can uh, see me and all the other uh, New Evolution Wrestling superstars at the Big Event 19, November 14th, from 10 to 2 at the LaGuardia Hotel in East Elmhurst, New York. It is the biggest wrestling convention and autograph show in New York, and we will have guys like Gene Snitsky, Cowboy James Storm, Zicky Dice, uh, Rosa Negra, uh, we will have the new Pitbulls, uh, Gary Wolf and Rage and Chaos. And uh, joining uh, Father Craven and I at the Covenant's table will be Mil Muertos. He will be the newest nice. member of the Covenant. That's really, really awesome. So everybody, make sure that we see you at the Big Event 19. Awesome. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was Nightmare. Sophie, thank you for coming on. It has been our honor. It has been our privilege. Uh, you know, we, we can't wait to have you back on again. Any final thoughts, Renee, before we close this thing out?
<laughs> it's your Timmy. Wrestling. It's your Jimmy. 